0: Welcome to Music for the Unmusical, where we discuss all things music for music lovers and those who don't know anything about music. I'm your host, Sav. On this week's episode of Music for the Unmusical, we will take a trip to northern India to see what kind of music that has been traditionally played in that part of the world. Just a reminder that this is intended to be a brief overview of the type of music played in this part of the world. There's so much diversity and history and details that go into culture, culture groups, and the music that culture groups play, that it would be almost impossible to get into every single little minute detail of every single diverse and amazing type of music and cultural group and background. Also, these episodes are made with an emphasis on traditional or classical music from the region di- discussed, and again, are meant to be a brief overview to give you an introduction to the kind of music that's played here. So with that being said, let's dive in. We'll start with the some of the popular instruments that are played in Northern India. And the main one is the sitar, which resembles a guitar, but it has a longer neck and more frets on it. And it also has a small, rounded body. Also, the sitar can have anywhere from 18 to 21 strings. And while the word sitar sounds like guitar, they are pretty much unrelated, except that they kind of look alike. Also, the sitar is typically played sitting down. But again, that is not where the word sitar comes from. It comes from a Persian word that means three-stringed. In present day, there are two schools of playing the sitar. The Ravi Shankar school and the Vilayat Khan school. Which I probably am not saying that right. And yes, you may have heard, of the, heard the sitar on a few Beatles albums. George Harrison learned to play in the 1960s, and he incorporated it into some of the Beatles' music. Some of the songs that he played it on are Norwegian Wood and Within You, Without You. Ravi Shankar is a very famous musician and composer who played sitar and is sometimes called the sitar maestro. He influenced all kinds of musicians, and his music is just seriously so good. And he also has musical daughters. One is Anushka Shankar, who is also an amazing sitar player. And his other musical daughter is another musician you may have heard of, Nora Jones. I highly recommend checking all three of them out. Your mind will definitely be blown. While the sitar can be played alone as a cool solo instrument, there are other traditional instruments that are played with it as well. One is the tambura, which is similar in appearance to the sitar, but it only has 4 or 5 strings, and it is used as a drone or a long sustained pitch, and that sounds like it would be annoying, but I promise you don't even know it's there usually, because it goes so well with the ensemble, and it just adds to the music, and almost all Indian classical music, especially ragas, which is the most popular type of classical music played in this area of the world, have a drone in them. The other instrument that is played with the sitar is the tabla, which is two drums, one high-pitched and one low-pitched, that are used for rhythm. Other melodic instruments that are also from this musical tradition are the sarod, which is similar in appearance to a guitar, also the bansuri, which is a bamboo flute, and an oboe-like instrument called the sha nai. Also, there is a plucked, small, harp-like instrument that is played with a bow, called the sarangi, and then also the violin is used in this type of traditional music. However, most musicians, when playing in the Northern Indian classical tradition, play it sitting down with the end resting on their foot. Also, when playing more modern music, such as the Bollywood type of music, other instruments are typically added, such as a drum set or more Western orchestral string instruments. The type of traditional music that is typically played with these instruments in this part of the world is called raga. A raga has four main parts that make it up. The alap, the jour, the gut, and the jala. The all up is described as slow and abstract music, where the melody is improvised by a player. The jour comes next, and it is a segue into the gut. It typically picks up the speed and energy of the piece, too. The gut usually starts with the en- entrance of the drums or the tabla, and the gut usually increases in speed and complexity until the jala, which is the ending part of the raga. And the jala part tends to be super exciting and intense. So I challenge all of you to pick a raga on YouTube and see if you can pick out which part is which. Another aspect of raga is tall, which is the rhythm. It is a way the audience can participate, or sometimes the musicians can keep time together. It's a mostly silent activity that includes silent clapping and touching your fingers with the specific parts of the rhythm of the music. Also, something important to note is this music is unique to Northern India and their culture, and pretty much has no basis or anything in western classical music ideas. They are two completely different things and two completely different ideas. So, the scales, or key, for lack of a better word, and the way the melodies are built and used in the ragas is nothing like the 12-note scales and keys that Western music is based on, and same goes for the rhythm. It is totally unique to itself and the region it comes from, and again, isn't anywhere close to the traditional beats and rhythms and keys of Western classical music, which, in my opinion, makes it super interesting and fun to listen to. I highly encourage you to look up the musicians and music mentioned, especially this week, though, so you can experience the amazing music from this region of the world. YouTube is the best place to explore new ideas and musical traditions because you can see the instruments and the people playing them as well as hear the music. Ravi and Anushka Shankar are a great place to start because they are a staple in this kind of music and there are so many videos of them and the kind of music that they play and there's also some really interesting interviews with them and they have also collaborated with many people to make great music. If you enjoyed this week's episode and past episodes, make sure to follow the Instagram page, music for the unmusical. Thanks for listening. This is music for the unmusical.